Guitars World of Gaelic Games. Welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 7th of March. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today and Frank will be back on Wednesday for more great conversation and insights of what is coming up and going on in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show we'll be looking back at all the weekends hurling, handball and camogie action and we'll also have Jim Fenley on board as well just to give us an update on the primary schools action which is due to relaunch in the next couple of weeks. If you'd like to get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you on our taxback dot com line of 86 or you can phone us in on 56 As always, I'm joined by Pat Tracy, Nicky Brennan, and Kieran Muldowney. Good evening, lads. Oh, Kieran. Kieran. Um, I suppose we start off um, St. Kieran's College, Nicky, um, booked a place in the All Ireland final there at the weekend. Yeah, Kieran, it was the best display that they gave all year. Uh, for 20 minutes, it was tight enough kind of sizing up one another I suppose Tuller were a kind of physically strong team now I have to say now in the physicality stakes Kieran's were well able for him but they were quite strong but uh, limited enough in terms of scoring ability but just close enough uh, in the last seven or eight minutes of the first half Kieran's got four points without reply and that kind of was a defining moment because it opened up a 9-5 lead at half time Kieran's added that tally after the interval and um, when they got a goal then through a great goal set up by James Carroll who James Carroll was terrific on Saturday I've never seen well he's a, I have a great time for the young lad and he's you know you know Kieran from the club he's a smallish guy mm. God he was coming out of rucks with the ball that he had no entitlement to win at all he got this ball in the ruck and took off now Luke Connellan was smart enough to race well ahead of him a back came out and he, he just tapped the ball over the chap's head with the hurley Luke Connellan caught it and put it into the net now although to be fair now the, the, the Whittycombe the centre forward for Tulla who was good and frees although he missed a few in the first half that he'd be disappointed with he got three points back and uh, it looks as if they might have settled but um, two goals then in a two minute spell after the 20 minute mark from uh, Donna Murphy and Harry Shine uh, that, that pretty much that wrapped it up there was never a comeback now a good workman like display by Kieran is their best by a long shot this year Paddy Lennon Podrick Lennon back right half back his first game in a long time and he was very good he even got the first score of the game uh, Joe Fitz strong at centre back and Conor Cody the team captain at left half back that half back line was strong um, James Carroll and Killian Dyle kind of ran the midfield show and then once the forwards really got going in the second half uh, it was the best display of the forwards all year so look I was disappointed with Tull in the sense that I thought they were coming with uh, with, with bigger credentials but uh, speaking to Terence Fahey after the game I think they had uh, knocks and bruises and injuries coming into the game and I think they were I think they might have been a bit overawed by the occasion 95% of the attendance there came in blue and white for Tullow as well you know so there was a big expectation there whereas Keir, Brian had Brian Dowland and the lads had Kieran's in right rightly tuned up and realised this was a chance to get to the final now if they could just really focus on it and, and they did they, they won comfortably in the end again the goal that um, Tullow got in the end was exactly the same type of goal that Gort got near the very end the last day it was a free from about 30 metres out very poorly defended and it's something I hope the lads are working on in training because both that, that goal and the Gort goal neither of them should have been conceded I mean you shouldn't be letting in a goal from a ground slot or from a free from 30-35 metres and uh, that it, it made it look a little bit better but Kieran's very comfortable and in fairness to Terence Valley after the game he's a long association with Castle Comer and there was a good crowd from Comer down there to support 
him on Saturday, but he'd have, he'd, be, he'd be very highly thought of. He's the coach of the Clare under twenties this year as well, but he admitted after as once Kieran pressed the button, they, they were they were way way ahead. Yeah, so brilliant win for them. Pat, um, mm. we spoke about last week the two wins that they had, said a game to get themselves back in against the CBS and then the game against Gart so a nice yeah. run of momentum coming into that game that's right yeah and you see when you have momentum and, and tradition then as well you know they're, they're a fairly good combination plus they were getting stronger you know they are getting players back and uh, uh, they might end up getting the start as well and, and that but they're finding out more about their team and getting a better uh, balance to it and all that kind of thing so you know um, and you know Donna Murphy's come back and I think he scored a goal or two in each game kind of thing you know so that's the when you've been inside forward like that as well you know you can send the ball in around there or work it in anyway so yeah the, and they're going to Croke Park now and uh, they're playing Arts Reach and you know Arts Reach have a, a thing about them so we'll see yeah in Kieran the last um, Arts Reach have lost three finals all to Kieran's in uh, 2010, they lost 211 to 28. 2011, they lost 210 to 111. And 2016, 115 to 113. So the one thing about those scores is they're very tight. So there wasn't a lot between it. But um, I'm sure Pat will have a word with Niall Morden on the phone between now and then. Pat, Niall, because uh, really? he popped in here to say hello to Pat. So he might be able to pull something out. he's not milking cows as well. <laughs> so look, it's... Uh, they're in a better position but I mean you know when you're after getting beaten three times by a school you're going to be very very determined and I know Brian and the lads were up in Galway last week when they played the um, the Prezat and Roy they went up to have a look at him just to be on the safe side so they will have got first hand knowledge of him and they'll know what the situation was and uh, listen to Niall Ling yesterday even Pat you know I think generally speaking Arch Colerys were in control of that game from the outset against yeah they uh, seem to be and uh, you know they're uh, they're a big strong physical team and there's uh, the chap of the O'Briens I, I think he's uh, something like 6 foot 2 and 14 stone he's their main man he's an Evio Paddy O'Brien that played with Limerick oh, yeah. uh, he's from Kilmallock <laughs> And uh, he's uh, he's a fine hurler. He'd have been on the Kilmallock senior team now if he was if he if they could have made him older. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not bigger. <laughs> well, it's been interesting, Kieran, in relation to schools match this year. I think there's and I, I forget I forget to ask Terence Fahey. I think one of the uh, taller lads is on the Clare extended panel. Gavin Lee, who played corner forward for Galway on Saturday night against Cork, he played with President. That's tonight. right. Yeah, and there's another mm. guy is there. I think a Tiernan. Killeen, I think, yeah, as well. Yeah, he's, he with, uh, he's with another school in Galway. Mm. So it's interesting now that second level, that's a big surprise, Kieran, isn't it, to see lads that they're hardly mature enough at that level. Yeah, well, I suppose it. lads in Livingstone are now are older than well, they're, they're, you know, they're 19, you know, so I suppose that they're really... They're very young, there's no question, but some of them are well up to it. And I'll tell you one thing, as Pat mentioned there, physically, some of them are well up to it anyway, oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, they're mm. huge young lads out there these days, there really is. Kieran, just while we have you, you won a colleges all around with Kieran's and... Uh, special day like for these young lads going up to Crow Park now St. Patrick's Day was it Crow Park? Uh, Thurlis Thurlis, Thurlis yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, either way like a St. Patrick's Day <coughs> final in Crow Park would be yeah. it was probably be the wettest day here on it say, since this side of the sign of the Magna Carta so it was it was drowned oh lord it was a horrible day 178 points it was like it shouldn't be the score at the water breaks as they were one time you know uh, but a, a very special day here on yeah 26th of April 92 I'll never forget it it was a, a magnificent day for us uh, we, had a, we had a good team with the likes of uh, I suppose Peter Barry was the one that really went on and had a, a 
very good sterling career at senior level but mm. other lads played at senior level too you know and um, I know magnificent day I mean if you're part of uh, St. Kieran's College winning on Ireland team you're part of folklore and you're up on the wall it's uh, everybody yeah, exactly, everybody yeah. says that to me it's not something I notice myself but let's say you're up on the wall well, yeah, and it is it is it's a it's a big thing to your own very special yeah definitely yeah I think it, over beside Hall 33 there used to be a fair few photos up there of all the winning teams <laughs> but if you're standing outside it you might be there for the wrong reasons because if you see the principal's office <laughs> but but yeah, no, um, Nicky I, never, I never knew that, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky was never there. Uh, never <laughs> there. Uh, now, imagine. But um, the gallery about it is, I, I actually, um, I actually played in in two finals, and the one, the one that I actually the score that rings off my tongue, no problem, is the one we lost in 1969. I was brought on the just the night before on the land. I think it was Tony Teen, God rest him, got sick, and I was on that. But we lost that one, five fifteen to two one. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't re win a real one at all. You well, were, no, you we were we, only thirteen. Yeah, aside. we won in nineteen seventy one. We won eight <laughs> six to five eight six to five eight. That was fair scoring, wasn't it? Was it Farron <laughs> Ferris beat you? Farron Ferris, we they beat us in seventy one, and we beat them. Uh, they beat us in sixty nine, and yeah. we beat them in seventy one. Yeah. But it was rather ironic. Even that sixty nine team. Uh, subsequent to that, far more of that Kilkenny team or that Kieran's team ended up playing with Kilkenny than uh, the than uh, Farn Ferris mm, did. I think that game was played the same weekend as the Kilkenny County final, the Rory Lestig and Bennett's Bridge was the delayed '68 final. I won't argue to there, no mm. Pat. I remember, I just remember well anyway. Just being told the night before you're going to be playing this because it was only fifteen and a half. Yeah. But I mean the trimming we got, my God Almighty, uh, five fifteen. And that was Farn Ferris's last one. I'd say. That was the Farron Ferris's last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they went downhill big time, and uh, yeah. I won't mention names now, but some famous hurlers subsequently got involved mm. in the school didn't do a lot to keep the thing going there. No, right. they, they, yeah. they, 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 they didn't put their shoulder to the wheel when it was needed. Right, right. It, the school is no longer there now. I think it merged with something else already. Yeah, yeah. Pash, um, just on this the final <coughs> for, for St. Kieran's, like a lot of these players would have never played in Crow Park before, you know, before you'd have lads be after playing with minor Kilkenny teams and, and that's all that. That's true, all right, yeah. You know, yeah. And now that went back to 17, mm. it'll be, be a big day for all these players. It will be, yeah. Uh, uh, it'll be a, a great day. And the other thing is, you know, it's St. Patrick's Day, and uh, will it be on the telly more than likely? Yeah, it will be on yeah, the telly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And of the Kieran's team that'll start the next day, five of the starting five, some of them have the same six forwards, five of the starting six forwards plus one midfielder Killian Dyle are there next year mm. now they'll have a lot of changes in the backs already that's what I'm, I'm told anyway so that's uh, five of your starting forwards uh, including Harry Shine and Donna Murphy by the way right, who've been the two go-to players they're right. there next year yeah, yeah that'd be, be interesting yeah. yeah right after the game Nicky caught up with Brian Dowling TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. Well, Brian Dowlin, this was the performance you've been waiting for all year, Brian. I, I know you have another big, big game to come, but I thought uh, you were stood under pressure early in the first half, and ultimately it was about goals then. Yeah, look, I suppose we were waiting for this all year. Um, I suppose, look, all year we've been we've had injury problems and just couldn't get a lads fit on, on the pitch. And you know, even lads that were on the pitch weren't at 100%, they were cramping up and stuff like that. So, look, we just felt we were very flat against Dublin Colleges. And, you know, we had a good chat with the lads on the Monday we came back and we said, look, 
our year's not over we're very lucky to get a second chance and we, we, we realised that and you know what better game to refocus the minds than Kilkenny CBS and uh, you know we had a great battle with them and then you know the guard was just about getting it done and you know today we, we, we had to put in a mass performance I said before the game this has to be our best performance of the year if we wanted to get into an All-Ireland final and look we're there now but uh, you know we want to go on and win it there's no point winning semi-finals and, and not performing the final so now yeah, it's all about the final a really strong half-back line I thought particularly in the first half and boy did James Carroll give some performance in the middle of the field look he was unbelievable um, James has been just incredible uh, I suppose lads would look at him and say he's not a winter hurler or whatever and look James lost his place for uh, the Kenny CBS game came on and had a great game and got his place back and if that's the attitude in these lads you know that determination that desire and never giving up like you know James could have uh, you know kind of said oh I lost my place but he, he stayed going with it and Jesus today I don't know how many breaking ball he was on it was just incredible yeah the way he set up Luke Canella for the first goal it was a crucial score because it really knocked the stuff in out of the televised yeah look we needed that uh, look you know yourself goals are so important they give you more you know just the momentum that they give you and just that you know just gives you that extra kind of thing to hold on to in the second half you know Tulla pulled it back again but I think the second goal was really important and I think the third goal followed fairly quick so look we kind of felt all year that there's goals in this team and they haven't been coming so delighted that they're starting to come now and hopefully more will come in a few weeks yeah I thought the work rate around the team though from all of the players was, was, was the best I've seen all year it needed to be of course it had to be look we looked at Tulla and uh, I suppose the one thing that stood out to me and I watched three of their games is their work rate and desire and stuff like that and we said to the lads look the one thing we're not is not going to happen coming off this pitch that they outworked us so look in fairness I don't think that was the case and we're just delighted now to I think you know 12 days now to an All-Ireland final in Crow Park you know it's just that's a dream for all these young lads to get up there to play in Crow Park it's just unbelievable absolutely thanks Brian yeah, thanks thank you yeah. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and that was Brian Dolan um, the St. Kieran's College manager and uh, Brian will be busy I suppose just finishing <coughs> time for the Camogie to come back yeah. the, 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 the last round of the, the league um, what the, the well no we have Cork this week actually the that's 12th. right yeah, yeah, that's the last round yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so busy busy couple of weeks and mm. we'll have Aoife Lanigan to, to talk on, on that as well and just I know there was joy for St. Kieran's but Pat uh, good counsel were, were just unlucky yeah, I think the uh, against the, uh, the just our skull reach seemed to have the edge on them all all the way through. And uh, the one thing that was kind of in the back of my mind about Good Council, they hadn't scored goals much in the in their campaign. They hit twenty one points, I think, against the against the CBS, and uh, you know they got maybe one a goal against Dublin and that type thing. There, there wasn't didn't seem to be a great goal threat, and I'd say that kind of cost them a bit that they they, they didn't seem to get in for goals. But I was talking to someone today that said the bench of pitch might have suited our Scullerish a bit better because they were a bigger more physical team now I didn't think the council were too small either I <laughs> no, haven't seen them you know line up Marty Murphy there yeah. we say someone now he'd get yeah. a fair surprise that's right but uh, that, he thought that so that, that might be a different game and you know maybe that might be a factor uh, given that the you know our Scullerish lost in the Gaelic grounds in Limerick which would be a good wide open pitch as well. So good concept played the sweeper as well, didn't they? Hmm? Good concept played the sweeper because the first time they'd done it. You know, Why so would you do that? Well, whether you do it or you don't, it'd be difficult though. Be the first time to do it, yeah. Would always be but that's what I mean. Know. Like when yeah. you know when you're successful up to and all of a sudden you're changing and that you know and because. Uh, it's how effective you can, your player plays the sweeper and how used to it they are. And it took Davy Fitz three or four years to do it down Wexford. And yeah, now surely you play it to your your own strengths yeah, exactly, first, and yeah, then if yeah. things aren't going your way, drop someone back. You That's know. That's right. Yeah, Good and luck, they yeah. and they with the six forwards were top class up to now. You know, all six forwards are scoring every day. 
Mm. So, but anyway, we're all, we're all good with other people's teams. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll take our first break. Join us after we'll be talking primary schools with Jim Fenley. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back at 23 minutes past six. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Jim Fenley. Good evening, Jim. Good evening, Kieran, and our listeners. Jim, um, we spoke to you a couple of weeks ago there just on the, yeah. the schools and uh, you gave us a great overview of the upcoming, um, the, the coming of months goal was going to get back up and started. We're probably nearing that time and uh, relaunch on the way. Yes, indeed. Um, so in that two weeks since we spoke, Kieran, uh, the National AGM was held last Saturday and uh, as they had done in uh, communication to us, uh, the the hope was that we would reopen fully, and that is still the case. Um, so much so that the mini sevens competition, we'll talk about that in a moment, uh, is going to go ahead in uh, all four codes. That's hurling, camogie, football and Pelnamon. And even the, pr- the primary game that people would have seen over the years at halftime in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship uh, and all other provinces will also go ahead. Uh, the, the thing to note about that, Kieran, is that the All-Ireland this year is on the 17th of July, so we have a tight time frame and we'll talk about that. But um, what we did do on last Thursday, Kieran, was we sat down and we uh, arranged our competitions in the hurling leagues for uh, this year, 2022. I had indicated to you that uh, in the resetting of our games after two years, um, I think schools had sort of doubts about their ability as to whether it be a Ryan A team or Ryan B and um, we accepted that in fairness that it is very much resetting and relaunching. So uh, what we've done is um, there's no Ryan A per se, but there will be a Ryan A final. And by that I mean that there are uh, 18 teams who are electing to play in Ryan B. Two of those are Ryan A teams, St. Canis's and the Grailsford. So what will happen is St. Canis's and the Grailsford, rather than they being isolated in any way, are going to do their hurling in Ryan B. At the end of that, they will contest the Ryan A final. And uh, the remaining eight best teams in Ryan B will go ahead and contest quarterfinals in Ryan B. The best we could do, given the situation, we accept it for what it is in 2022, but there will be plenty hurling for all schools in that regard. So uh, we have Ryan B, we have Ryan C, and we have Ryan D. And our first round will go ahead on the 16th of March. And I do have the first round fixtures there, so... If people are listening, they'll, be, they'll find out uh, who they're playing. First name team has home advantage, and these will be up on our new website in the next day or so. So on the 16th of March, Group 1 in Ryan B, Arlingford play Castlecomer, Coolmuckley play St. Canisys, and Kilmana play Greg Skiok. Group 2, Gordon play Danes Fort, St. Patrick's Boys play Clara, and Skull Macaulay Rice play the Great Skull Ostry. You'll note the, the two A teams there in those games and uh, Group 3 Round 1 Kilmacow versus Tullahar Ross Birkin Unkind versus Piltown and Thomastown versus Barry Hill so delighted to have those games uh, to get things rolling there in a Ryan AB combined if you like uh, the under 13 Ryan C League Ryan C League is always a great great league uh, huge in terms of development we're able to field 16 aside and uh, they're joined by uh, a couple of the city teams as well so on again, the 16th of March, first round, Conaghy versus Ballaragas, Rizdowney versus Freshford, Coolmuck Lee versus Gorsebridge, Paulstown. Group 2, Wales Golos Ree, second team versus Carrick Shock, 
St. John's versus St. Canis, the second team, Venice Bridge versus Kilkenny CBS. And Group 3, Dunhamagan versus Glenmore, Roland Steed versus Mullinavant, and Sleeve Rule Abide. You will know it's quite a geographical location there. We were conscious of travel and the cost of it these days. So we, rather than have two groups, we have three groups of five or six, and the travel is, is an awful lot more manageable. Then the, the under-13 Ryan D League, it's 11 aside. Um, it's also important that these schools get a chance to play. We may not be able to field 16, but we've run this for many, many years now, and uh, those, those schools really uh, look forward to being able to play for their school uh, in that reduced 11 aside. And the first round there is Wine Gap versus Clock Money and Row, Johnstone versus Galmai, and the Model School versus Tullerone. So they are the, um, the league rounds. We also drew the Cups. I give the first round of those. Um, of those. It's open draw. In the current of Aldraha is A and B teams combined, and the Tommy O'Brien Cup is C and D teams combined. Their opportunity to, to play Cup and uh, knockout championship there. So round one, uh, on the 30th of March, uh, will be the first round of the Cup. Ali Hale versus Arlingford. Scott Macaulay Rice versus Gordon, and that's Scott Macaulay Rice is Callan. Thomastown versus Clara. Greg Scott versus Tullahar Rossburton. Dane's Ford versus Castle Comer. Coon Muckley versus Piltown. Munkine versus Kilmacow. And that is the, the, the first round of that current of Aldraha. Then the Tommy O'Brien, large number of teams in this, 22 teams. And uh, there's round one also on the 30th of March. Liz Downey versus Wine Gap. Gorsebridge Parkstown versus The Bridge. Model School versus CBS Kilkenny. Tyreek Shock versus Clock Money and Row. Galmoy versus Johnstown. And Mullinavas versus Libru. Second round of that would be the 4th of May. Um, <clears throat> we mentioned the mini sevens at the start of uh, our report. And <clears throat> because the All Ireland uh, semi finals, even if we look, will be July the 2nd and 3rd, and for football, July 9th and 10th, and the All Ireland hurling final on the 17th of July, and the football 24th, it leaves us with very little time, we could say, to, to organise this. So what we've decided is we're going to run the hurling and the camogie in the normal way. We invite those schools to take part, we put them into their groups, and we have set aside the 14th of March for first round, 21st of March for semi-finals, and the 28th of March for finals. And they'll be familiar with that. It'll be a half day. They'll start at 1 o'clock and go to 3 o'clock to get a result in each of those groups. Uh, the football, we've looked a little bit differently at. We are caught for time, but we're, we're go still going to treat it quite fairly in that we will bring uh, the boys and the girls uh, together on one day. So on the 28th of April, after the Easter holidays, uh, that day the girls will come together for the morning part and play a blitz situation. We'll invite schools to send one player, their best player, and we'll put them into groups and we will play out a blitz. Four teams of eight would be roughly the way I'd imagine it. And they will play out two semi-finals, a final and a, and a shield. And throughout those games we will get an opportunity to see, to see who those best players are for consideration for going forward to represent their county to play in Crow Park during the Mini Sevens. It's um, a very, very popular uh, and prestigious competition, if you like, probably display for an exhibition of hurling and football, but people love uh, being involved in that. And the uh, uh, or ladies football in the morning, as I said, and the boys then in the afternoon. Um, we also drew the under-11, Kieran, uh, but uh, as that is not really going to start until after Easter, perhaps when I come on speaking to you closer to that event, their first round date is the 26th of April, so we'll talk about that under 11 
first round and be closer to the event. Um, the, the Mini 7s then, as I mentioned, just to make people aware that um, not all of the boys and girls in perhaps six class will automatically qualify. There's a, a sort of a staggered age group there in order uh, to level the playing field. It is open draw. So by that I would mean if the largest school, say Kenny, with 200 pupils plus between third and sixth, and let's say boys and their girls separately, they'll really be playing off under 12. And then depending on your size of school, as you reduce down to the smaller schools, you kind of gain a month. So um, if you're um, 170 to 199 pupils, you play off 12 years and one month and so on, down to 12 years two, 12 years three and so on, that the, um, the smaller schools would nearly have a seven-month advantage over the larger schools. And, and that's a really good leveller. It, it, it allows the smaller schools to complete, compete against the best or the, 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 the largest schools. And who, who ends up being the best? Well, uh, who knows? Clara are the defending champions in both hurling and football and the boys. So that more or less completes um, uh, uh, news on games. We are relaunching our games on Friday in Northern Park. We're over there for an hour, an hour and a quarter. And we're going to bring in some players. We have some county players helping us out. And we will have some interviews. We'll have some photographs. And we look forward to um, you know, presenting that in the, the local print media and I'll, I'll talk to you on maybe this nice week about how that went on and it's through social media as well that we're going to inform people that as I said the boys and girls are back in town they're raring to go and they're raring to get their games up and running and on two years not before it's time Kieran. No absolutely Jim and um, just re- listening to your report on all the games that are upcoming it's going to be a busy time for you but look it's going to be brilliant as well as you said the boys, are back, boys and girls are back in town so it's really yeah, exciting yeah. times ahead Yeah absolutely and they've been training I know I've been aware that some have been training in the early morning some of them have already come back into their second week of training and um, my own school is anything to go by numbers are huge and enthusiasm is, is, is really great there so yep uh, ready to rock for, for next week I think Brilliant Jim and um, like you said we, we'll touch base with you and see how the, that meeting went the weekend and full yeah. steam ahead then for, for the following week then for the 16th for all for the start of all the games Start of all the games so get to a, a school or a school pitch near you and you'll see the, the young boys and girls in the primary school starting back into their games so it should be a joy to behold so thanks Kieran to all our listeners we'll talk again soon Exactly. Thanks a million, Jim, for that. That was brilliant. And uh, we'll talk to you next Monday night. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks, Jim. And that was Jim Finley. And exciting times ahead, surely, for all our young young uh, primary school boys and girls. And like Jim said, if you if you can get to a primary school pitch near you, get out and see those games from the 16th. And um, we'll have all those fixtures for you again next Monday night. And as Jim said, the home na- the first name team has home advantage. At the weekend, it was a busy weekend of handball action, and um, up in Tyrone, uh, the Kilkenny, well, Tyrone and Monaghan venues, the Kilkenny players travelled, and um, in the under 16 singles, Una Duggan defeated Laura Duff. Um, in the girls under 14, sorry, in the boys under 16 singles, Connor Dyle defeated Rory Kerr. Then in the boys under 14 doubles, Andrew Brennan and Matty Murphy defeated Owen Mullen and Cahill Farley. And then in the Girls under 15 doubles also at Bracky Court 2 on Sunday. Mia O'Connell and Jenny Saunders defeated 
Alice McGlinchey and Cara McCrory. There was also wins for Holly Byrne and Katie Brennan. They defeated Neve Conway and, and Cashlyn Tracy. Then Anthony Clifford had a great win over Shea Monroe in the boys under 15 singles. Um, then in Monaghan Harps, Casey Jordan had a tie-break win over Emily McGinnity. That was an excellent win for Casey Jordan. And then in the boys under 16 doubles, John Hayes and Cahill Buckley, they defeated Monaghan's Oisin Hagen and Fergal, McGree, Fergal McGee. Then in the girls under 17 singles, Emer Barron defeated Avian McCluskey. Um, in the girls under 17 doubles, Amy Cody and Ashley Cooney defeated Fiona Corrigan and Fiona F- Flood from Monaghan. And yeah, so all our juvenile players that travelled up the weekend all came home with victory. So an excellent weekend for all our juvenile players. And those finals now will take place on Sunday the 20th of March. And as far as we know, it'll be in King's Court. So exciting times ahead for all our players. And um, just while we're talking about handball, we're delighted to be joined on the line by Brendan Burke. Good evening, Brendan. Uh, hi, Kieran. How are you? Not too bad, Brendan. You had a busy Friday afternoon there. We were just talking to Jim Fenley on the primary school's action there, both the boys and girls hurling and football getting back up and running, and you had uh, coming to school handball. Absolutely, yeah. Um, busy Friday evening. After receiving, I suppose, the, the words that we had the green light green light to get things moving again, we um, we had a very short time frame to get, a, to get our county competition played in time for the Leinster competition, which takes place next Friday, Friday of this week, the 11th, in uh, Tinryland GA Club. So last Friday, yeah, we had 22 players in the under-13 boys and girls competitions, representing 13 different schools. Um, that took place last Friday, as we said, in All Aucklands. All Aucklands are always very generous every year to, to offer us up their courts for, for use for the coming of month school competition. We had a very, very competitive as I say, for the first the first competition we've been able to run for the last two years, so it was just great to be back in and have the crowd and the players all back on court again. And I know all the players really, really enjoyed the competition, and none of them lost their competitive edge. So in in the under thirteen boys singles competition, we battled it out, or the players battled through, and uh, in the in the final, Connor Minogue from the Gwale Skull. Uh, went up against Shane Doyle from Winegap, two very very um, talented players who'd uh, who'd have represented their county at under twelve, under thirteen level in Leinster and provincial and everything like that as well. But on the day, Connor from the Gwale Skull really um, really very consistent and a great selection of shots and power, and he he just had a bit too much for Shane in the final. So Connor Connor um, went forward as our winner in the under thirteen by singles. But uh, Wine Gap, so Shane, Shane's teammates from Wine Gap, they got a bit of a, a bit of revenge at least for him. So in the under thirteen boys doubles, two players representing Wine Gap, Jack Egan and Ty Kennedy, who had a, they had a great competition, um, a very competitive under thirteen boys doubles competition. We we had three teams, and they played a round robin tournament, all playing each other, and in the end, the two Wine Gap boys, of Jack Egan and Ty Kennedy, only. Only got through by three aces in the end against uh, two lads you know, Kieran. You're, you're coaching them yourself from St. Canis's, Joe Dowling and Sean Kavanagh. Yes, and, and sure, um, like you said, Brendan, there, just uh, Conor Minogue and Shane Dale, the under 12 and 13 Leinster champions, and then Jack Egan obviously played as well in the under 13 Leinster championship. So, absolutely, you're, you're talking about play, players who have experience even at a young age, but they're 
they've they have a lot of handball behind them. And even even though we haven't had our our different tournaments for the last two years, but you can see that the time has been put in the alley, and and the the skill and the the shot selection and just the quality is still there. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, just on the thirteen doubles, then um, Brendan, very very tight uh, competition as well. Very very tight in between the three between the three teams that were in it. Only only twelve aces separated the three teams in the end. Um, Burn Church was the third team. Stephen Hine and Larkin Mahoney, but very, very, three very, very, very close games the whole way through. Only a couple of aces separating the three, the three teams really in the end. Yeah, and Stephen Hine as well at the under. If I'm right in saying, I think he's the under twelve doubles champion as well. So. Under twelve doubles champion, yeah, and Larkin Mahoney the under thirteen doubles champion. Yes, yeah, so like you said, just a, a standard. In Kilkenny mm. at the moment, it's just gone through the roof at the underage grades, and they're mm. they're carrying it through into Leinster as well. Absolutely, and I suppose what was unique and what really what was unique about this year's tournament was with the time frame, all the players participating last Friday had played in at least their county semi final, so they had all won through, they had all qualified through, so it was really the cream of the crop we had in. Exactly, yeah, and I suppose Brendan, with just the such a short time frame for you to organise it, it was the, the best approach to to go with it, and I suppose it, it it turned out just as you expected. Like you said, three aces between them and an excellent final as well between Conor Minogue and and Shane Dyle in the singles as well. And absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And then the same in the girls' competition, it was just as competitive, just as competitive. So I know in the under thirteen girls singles, the final was. Battled out between Shauna Hayes from Dunhamagan and Marae Duggan from Galmoy. Um, Shauna just proven too too strong and skillful in the end. Um, very very skillful player. Just had a bit too much for Marae when it came to the final, but both did very well to get to the final. And then in the under thirteen girls doubles, we had uh, our final played between Wine Gap again, Kate O'Brien and Maya Egan. And they came up against Thomastown pair of Sean O'Doherty and Hannah O'Reilly. Um, the Wine Gap girls very, very strong, and uh, just again had a bit too much for the two Thomastown girls on the day. Yeah, so um, brilliant standard there, and um, Shauna Hayes, I suppose, really making her name for herself now in the in the underage grades. Um, Brendan, that's uh, the si- the si- singles schools title and also the the singles county title and Leinster title for her now. So definitely Absolutely, a name to watch yeah. for the future. But like all the girls as well, like Maria Duggan didn't make it easy for her either. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Again, it was Shauna was pushed. She was pushed, and she had to she had to use that little bit of extra experience, I suppose, that she had and the, the extra bit of skill that sh- and those extra shots. But um, very very good competition now in all the in all the grades that we did have. Yeah, no, most definitely just listen to your report there, Brendan. So, um, those players now go on to what you said earlier to Tin Ryland then for the Leinster and Yeah, all all our under thirteen winners, um they they go on and they'll be joined by in under eleven singles Laurie Hogan from Tullerone and Kira Maguire from Clock, both the under eleven county singles champions. So they'll they'll all go forward now to play in Tin Ryland on Friday next Friday the 11th in the Leinster competition and then if all, all goes well for them in that competition they'll pro- progress on to the national competition at the start of April and that's in King's Court I think Brendan isn't it in Cavan I, I think it is King's Court yeah yeah perfect yeah 
no, that's that's brilliant, Brendan. And um, I suppose huge credit has to go to yourself as well for for organising it. And um, I I know it's like it's a busy afternoon for you, but um, every year you you keep coming back to do it. So um, following in your your mother's footsteps as well. Oh, that's it. She she taught me well. <laughs> she taught you well. Um, thanks a million for that, Brendan. It's great to we had yourself and Jim now just giving us an overview. For two years, we had no primary school action in, in any any level or form. So it's brilliant to have those reports. And um, I'll touch base with you and see how those players got on, and we might get you on next week just to give us an update on those Leinster games. Perfect, perfect. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks, Brendan. And that was Brendan Burke there. Um, Brendan primary school teacher there in St. Patrick's De La Salle and he ran off the juvenile primary school's action there at the weekend so well done too Brendan um, it's a brilliant tradition there to keep going and Brendan stepped up to, to take on that job after his mother retired from it so well done to Brendan and well done to all our players and um, the stand, as we said the standard of handball in Kilkenny at the moment has just gone through the roof so well done to all the players coaches and teachers involved in that right we'll take our second break Jane is after where we'll be talking Camogie TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back at 10 minutes to 7 we're delighted to be joined on the line by Aoife Lannigan good evening Aoife Good evening, Kieran. Aoife, um, before we start, has the draw been made for the minor? Um, did Kilkenny get the quarter-final or semi-final? Kilkenny got a semi-final. So okay. they're into the semi-final uh, with Tipperary. So semi-final so with Tipperary. Is, um, who is it? It's, um, sorry, it's Galway against Wexford and Cork against Waterford. And is does that follow through or will it be a redraw then after that again, Aoife? It'll be another draw then for the semi-finals, yeah. Perfect, right. So, um, a different route this year in for minors. Last year we came through the quarter final. Yeah, so yeah, we got the extra game last year, but I, I think probably, like, well, I know I was saying he might have wanted the extra game, but I'd say this time now that with, with an extra week and uh, with all the players back, but then again, you look at us with, with Loretto going to replay, he's going to be missing some of the players still again, so um, I don't know how that's going to work because some of these players will be playing with Loretto Juniors as well, so um, he, he more than likely will other and three or four I think are still on the on the, the junior Loretta team so he's probably have a majority of the of the big of the, the main team anyway, um, to get in full training and coming up to the semi finals. Yes, yeah, so trying to, to balance all that, Aoife, it'll be, it will be tricky, but look, um still it's brilliant to be in that semi final I suppose and and it's probably of our own success as well that Loretto are, are and are coming through at such a state at the all earn stages as well. Um Aoife, just this weekend then I know Pat was asking you just on the phone but um, Kilkenny are playing Cork and that game is fixed for Porky Cueve It's fixed for Porky Cueve on Saturday at 2 o'clock yeah it's, it's great to see it in Porky Cueve because an awful lot of the games would kind of go to their, their Cork Camogie grounds which is great that Cork Camogie do have their own grounds but it's, it's a fantastic uh, opportunity that Kilkenny and Cork Camogie any Camogie match is, is able to play in Porky Cueve it's a fantastic stadium and uh, to be able to play in one of the major um, stadiums in Ireland so yes on a two on Saturday yes and then the, also on Saturday then our intermediate team takes take on Westmead we do yeah it's not decided yet where it is probably two o'clock again probably be in Cusack uh, Park but uh, not, not announced yet where it is perfect yes so and um, just at the weekend as well um, Loretto Drew against the the Ursang Hamid from Torles, so that game is there a fixture yet made for that one, Aoife, for the replay? Yeah, 
I haven't seen that there is anyway. I'd say probably either it, it might have been made today now, but I haven't seen any any, any confirmation on on uh, media, social media at the moment anyway. But I'd probably say if not, it'd be known tomorrow. Now I don't know if it's be played for the weekend coming or anything. But um, the Russia seem to have had it in the bag. But uh, they just uh, are saying they came back strong in the last ten minutes and got a bit like equalising, getting four goals in the last ten minutes. It's hard on the rest of us. You never know with, with, with a team from Tur- with a team from Tipperary what they're going to do to you. No, exactly. Yeah, they're never they're never better until the, the final whistle is blown. And um, if it then just I suppose yesterday as well, Sarsfields overcame the challenge of Owlert and got revenge for last year's final in the in the in the club final up in Crow Park. Yeah, lo- looking at it, um, you never think it was actually the same two teams. They played in December here in, in Nolan Park for Christmas last year. Um, Sarsfields were adamant they were going to get come out strong and they did they the McGrath sisters um, like trained by their dad Michael Hopper McGrath they came out very strong like they have a, a lot of their county players as well um, Ian Spellman um, Tara, Tara, Tara Kenny you, by God did she score a goal yesterday yeah. you're thinking like coming up from wing back number five and going through the arrow defence like it's usually you would have seen Owler doing that um, like I know Una Lacey got, got two goals and whatever and um, one of the Kiosos as well but yeah Sarsfields were adamant they were going to try and get back their title that they had lost last year they're just so fantastic like Galway are All-Ireland champions inter-county champions and as I said they have a lot of players on Sarsfields team and it just shows that All-Ireland inter-county they don't have the club and as I say vice versa as well but, but Al-Ireland as I say would be very disappointed after being winning the All-Ireland last year two months ago and then kind of as I said ten weeks ago um Maria Cooney was interviewed last night by Marty Morrison. She said, for 10 weeks, we built on that 10 weeks to get so that we were going to return our title. So it was great to see them. This was, and, and such a fantastic day yesterday. I'm not sure about was there much of a crowd there. Yes, it didn't seem that there was, but, um, which was unfortunate. What a good day that there was. Um, but great that the, the Intermediate All-Ireland was there as well. So it's great to see it back in, in Crow Park. Yeah, absolutely. And if you think that the the experience of the Col- the Sarsfields players after being playing with Galway in Crow Park might have stood soon to get you know get that early start and kick on their their victory from there. Yeah, you would as I said, like you look at um, one McGrath was it all McGrath or Siobhan that scored a goal in the All Ireland against Cork last year. So mm. she, in in the same um, in the same goal in the the Devon end. So they're they know where the goal is. If you know what I mean that. As I said, that it's usually in the is going to goals. Like um, I'd say now that a lot of retirements will be going from from Wexford. I'm not predicting now, but they said that if they did lose, that more than likely some of them will go. Yeah, but it did, it did look that the intercounty did stand to the club yesterday for for Sarsfields that they know and like probably a lot of the Wexford girls probably haven't played in Crow Park in a long, long time. Um, yeah, or Orsa Jackman and them haven't played cause the club was 2012 I think was the last time they or 2015 when they played in the last club All-Ireland in Co Park but yeah it stood it stood, it stood for the Sarsfield yesterday yeah absolutely and a, an excellent victory for them and I suppose it'll be for those players that were part of that they'll be eager for more success this year again with Galway and it might drive them on a bit as well but hopefully Kilkenny will be coming back stronger this year again true and yeah just thinking as we're saying that Sarsfield beat Owlert and when you do all of them think of it Owlert beat Dixborough in the Lens final only by two points so it also stands for the Kenny too and how, how good that Dixborough were that they put soon that they were only beaten by the two two points three points so like it's great for all of them and that as you said that might stand to Galway but Kenny are 
we don't know what the boss will come from any of the counties this year. Like uh, everyone's saying, Cork are going to be the new thing there because David David Fitz is there. But we'll all see when it all starts in April. Yeah, it, might, it doesn't always work that way. And, no. Uh, no. Um, Aoife, thanks a million for joining us this evening. Um, it's brilliant there to look back at the weekend's action and look ahead and we'll touch base with you next next week uh, next Monday night um, as we have a busy busy weekend ahead of action so plenty to look forward to OK we'll talk to you then Kieran. Thanks Aoife and that was Aoife Lanigan our Camogie correspondent um, Kieran Kilkenny had a great victory over Dublin there at the on Saturday evening in Parnell Park were you impressed with the performance? I was yeah uh, very comprehensive win Kieran. I don't think anyone would have predicted the, the margin um, I was very impressed with a lot of what Kilkenny did um, all of course taken into context, context that I thought Dublin were quite poor uh, but you know we did our business well um, the backs were very solid half back line in particular was good um, and you know I, it's, hard to, it's hard to see how it wouldn't be the, the half back line for the championship although you know there's a lot to go between this and then uh, forwards were working hard and got some good scores um, and all in all I, I, I was quite impressed with Kilkenny I really was they continue to evolve in the pattern of play they're using the ball well um, maybe a little bit more ruthless we'd have a, had a couple of more goals against Leash and maybe another couple the other night as well but those things will come in training we are now getting uh, a pretty good panel together whereas if lads are missing uh, other lads can just step in and do the job just as well and uh, no look it was a good day's work but it was only it's only one day's work along the way that's all it was you know yes and I suppose Kieran look you'd be happy with a couple of the newcomers there like you know the likes of David Blanche we were after seeing an awful lot of him but still it's his first kind of inter-county season with Kilkenny and he's really standing up isn't he well, you see, one thing you'll always say about the county management is they'll give lads a chance, and it's up to that lad then to take it. And this fellow's taken his chance. Uh, hurling well, his use of the ball is very good. His uh, positional sense is quite good as well. He covers off nicely, but you know, on the quiet without noticing it. And um, but his use of the ball is outstanding. And as he showed the other night, if if needed, he can stick it over the bar. I had to laugh. I think it was the third point. He kind of looked around and not none. Uh, here I'll drive it over the bar. You know, uh, and mm. and that's really good to see. Good confidence without it being arrogance or overconfidence, but. Con- confidence in his own ability mm. which is brilliant to see yeah absolutely Pat what did you think yourself yeah I just uh, you know I like the way the, the panel is developing and uh, the other players coming back uh, now should make more um, uh, competition for places so and and the way the championship is you, you look you're going to need everyone you know you will need the, the 25 or 30 players and and as you go along that's that's for that's for certain so it's uh, it's um, you know it's nice to that win was for now it's another great game great game to get yes uh, that, yeah. last big one before the championship yeah one little thing that Loretta game is on on Saturday at one o'clock what did I tell you before you went out to check on the phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh, likely it'll be either in Johnstown or Freshford one or the other I think yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we have a text in here Nicky uh, would, would it be cause for concern with the amount of soft tissue injuries such as good good few hamstring injuries we have a present or cause a concern or bad luck with the championship starting in a few months I'm sure you would Kieran. I mean Tom Phelan and Keen Kenny went off with hamstrings now Tom Tom's is a repeat of one he had towards the back end of last year um, but clearly there are there are injuries mm. and, and Brian Cody has alluded to the fact that he, 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 a displaced to all the counties now no matter what happens it's a very tight season there's no there's no room for, for getting for recovering so if you're gone you're gone and you could miss an awful lot of games Jamie Cannon is going to miss an awful lot for Tipperary admittedly that's not a muscle it's a broken hand but if you, if a key player goes down if Watford for example were to miss Stephen Bennett 
there'd be a fair bit of power taken out of their attack no matter who's coming into place mm. that's the way the season is gone now and uh, and there's nothing you can do about it and, and the same applies by the way to the club scene when that starts up it's all hel- helter skelter now there's no there's no big gaps where you can get a lad right over a couple of weeks ain't there anymore so we have to we have to live with it are we uh, looking at a situation where maybe it should be it would be better if the club was first and the 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 county second there's a lot more pool of players isn't there to look after with the club like they're getting no hurling until the back end of the year yeah and plus you'd have a good run in for a county for an inter-county season and less likely to get injured and the other thing as well there'd be less interference with the whole third level scene as well so yeah, um, yeah look at I, I, I understand why they've gone for the split season but in my own head the jury is out on it still And but this is going to be the first year it'll have had a chance to really get a, get really tested because of the last two years with Covid just going back to Kilkenny around two things I noticed the other night big improvement on the wide count and the foul count I thought both of those were much improved from previous games and I hope we keep that up yeah most definitely yeah two key key elements of the game keep the ball long <laughs> <laughs> keep it simple right that's where we leave for tonight before we go we just pass on our congratulations to Amy Brennan and Kyle Jordan who both won the the minor Leinster or the minor All-Ireland semi-finals at the weekend as well and hard luck to Anthony Martin he was defeated in his um, over 35B and well done to Johnny Brennan as well in the over 65s and best of luck to Peter Function he's taken on uh, Dermot Nash on on Saturday in Kings Court in the last eight of the All-Ireland Senior Championship so best of luck to him he had a good win there at the weekend over Shane Dunn and his brother Patrick just lost out to the number one and All-Ireland champion Martin Mulcairns so that's where we leave for tonight thanks